Welcome, everybody, to the Patty G Show. I am your host, Patty G, here with Todd Gonia of One Point Legal LLC. We are going to be talking about the law, living within the law, and also some interesting web series that he's started before COVID. And right. I'm curious to see where all that is going to go post-COVID and still during COVID. Okay. So thank you for coming on, Mr. Todd. Happy really to do it. appreciate it. Happy to do it. Um, so for those that may not be aware, what is On Point Legal? Uh, on Point Legal is uh, a law firm that I started with uh, a mission to, uh, you know, help people. But when I say that, like really have an effect. Um meet people when they're really having some issues and be the kind of lawyer that people remember and want Mm -hmm. and respect. But like, um, we want to be able to, when the, when the client finishes, they feel like somebody had their back. Um, you know, just give them that, that feeling. Um, we focus in, Three main areas. Okay. So um, I have been helping folks uh, adopt children, infants, and uh, older kids, sometimes even adults, for a long time, just about my, my whole career. And, you know, it's really rewarding stuff. It's, it's got its um, hurdles. It's got its dark side. Right. I think um, every career does. And, um, but, uh, you know, it's, I've met such great people. I really have. And so I wanted to stick with that, but I also have spent a lot of time and, and experience in trying to figure out other aspects of family's life, uh, how to help them plan for their future, how to do some just basic, uh, estate planning documents that, um, I, I realize every day that the things that I take for granted that I've studied and kind of become accustomed to that people don't know that or they they're they're confused by it and I have to remind myself they don't know that you have to you know you have something to help them with. Right. And then particularly after somebody dies that that's also a really area that you don't train for that you don't no. you don't know what what to do and so people are just like help me out like just take this off of my shoulder mm-hmm. and so we we can start with a family when they're starting um with children and we can help them all the way through their life and then when they've got people in the family that die and just try to take the mystery out of it uh not not to act like we're smart or better but just to be the kind of people who um we see you've got a problem and we just want to take it from you. We want to remove it from you. If you want to be involved, great, we'll be a partner. But if you don't want to partner with us, we would just we'll just take it from you. Right. And deal with it. So that to me is what that's why I stay in this gig. Um so we started um we maintain on point legal, I guess. I, I chose the name because it's my mission statement, mm-hmm. you know, to do everything on point. And I didn't know that that was like a, a point of a phrase or anything. Like I, I knew what it meant to me back in 2013 when I chose it. But uh, in 2016, I had an employee. She's like, well, 
you know, that's like a thing now. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, you know, everything's on point. Like, all right, oh, well, good. You know, like I was. So your SEO once, is great for your website. I, for once, I was a couple of years ahead. I'm usually always behind any curve. So, uh, particularly fashion, you know, people have to tell me, uh, you know, those jeans went out of style like, you know, a decade ago. Oh, you know, I didn't know. That. <laughs> I didn't know jeans could go out of style. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, so that's what we're about. Um, I've got a great staff, really have a great staff. And um, we, we just, we're the kind of people who go above and beyond. Because um, once you hire us, you've kind of got us. Right. Um, and, you know, we're not perfect, but we really strive to meet that high level. And um, that's, what, that's what we're about. Yeah, and I want to I go back to what you said about when people come to you, you don't try to be like, oh, I'm so much smarter than you. It's, oh, this is what I've dealt with for so long. I've got experience in the area. Mm -hmm. You know, like for our accounting, for example, with what I do, I prepare individual financials for my wife and I, and I'm talking with Carl or somebody the other day, and they're like, well, that's just crazy. And I'm like, wait, no, everybody doesn't do that? <laughs> and you have that setback, that stuff you we do every day. It's not normal for people to think about in their everyday life. Yep, yep. Um, I'm sure it's in the, the accounting firm. I, I have a pet peeve with my fellow lawyers and judges mm -hmm. who um, I've heard enough to know that people believe that uh, lawyers speak in a, another language. <laughs> That's true. And I, I, it's like my personal mission in life to resist that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um I've been in conferences where the speakers, uh, I, I was an MC and I heard the speakers um, talking about the rule, the show cause and the, the judgment and things that terminology that we know like the back of our hand, but the audience doesn't. So I really make it a point for clients, uh, either when they're face to face with me, um, in my documents, even things that are going to go to other people is just speak in very common language um there's some terms that you have to keep because right. if you change them then that changes the meaning but but those are like on a short list and i just i think it's important for people it's important to me that they truly understand uh what they're reading and and what i'm trying to explain and um i i have learned that over time i've got this real strong streak of being a teacher um in me and i think that helps i i find that one of my strong suits is in a consultation when i've got somebody one-on-one -on -one and i'm trying to explain to them what's happening and most of the time i i feel like i've reached them yeah and they understand you know oh well i didn't know that nobody ever told me that or nobody ever told me it like that before Right. So I think that's that's important. Well, especially with legal jargon. Yeah. You know, no, I, I can read a contract and I might understand what is being said right. for the most part. But then you give that to, for the lack of a better term, a layperson who's not in the field. They have no idea what you're talking about. They don't. You know, I can, they can, they'll read one paragraph and then be like, what did I just read? <laughs> None of that made any sense whatsoever. And then for you, you're reading, oh, it, it's, this is exactly what it means, and then you can explain it out. Right. Like, especially right. when it comes to tax time, I'll have clients that'll call me, and we'll spend, you know, half an hour on the phone just going through line by line, what does this mean? Where's this number from? Correct. 
and they just want to be better explained to correct so they know what they're looking at because if not it gets really uncomfortable when you start looking through contracts and you know what you're signing your life away for no doubt there's no doubt about it. I, I had somebody in my office today uh signing a group of what people know as powers of attorney some, right some simple documents yeah. for business and um, and, and I'm going through a revision of my documents, which I, I put a heavy emphasis on the, the forms and the documents because people, real people read them. They mean something, right? They're just not something that I downloaded uh, some Legal, LegalZoom.com. Uh, and, you know, I'm constantly revising them because they need to evolve, and I'm, I'm trying to improve them. Um, and so... On these particular documents, it was important because I realized that the gentleman who was signing them um, had some um, some cognitive disabilities, um, and I wanted to make sure that he really understood what he was doing. And so I I know that a lot of the forms you might find are just like this huge block of text, and if you want a yes. medical power of attorney. Here's the block of text, and just go ahead and sign here. It'll do what you want. Um, frankly, I don't believe that's good enough. So I I really broke it down into its categories and the particular things where you can say yes, I want this, this, and this, but I don't want that, and I don't want this. Um, it really should be a cafeteria plan, so to speak. And and uh, at the end of the day, there's always things that I'm learning from other people. Um, other people's forms or I go to a conference or I have this experience that I, I I say, oh, I can make this better. And that dovetails into a, um, a, an internet course that I'm developing. Really? And I don't know any, <laughs> I don't know anything about internet courses, but okay. there's so many apps out there. You basically provide the content and then you down, you somehow put it into that, and then you sell it. Mm-hmm. And this is a really cool idea, so maybe okay. your viewers might might get a, yeah, let's, a kick out of this. Let's go. Let's go. So you're in the accounting world. Yes. Um, it can get complicated. Um, you need somebody who can talk you through it. Well, in the estate planning world is part of what we do. Um, people don't know what that means. And they may say, oh, yeah, I probably, I probably need a testament, probably need a last will and testament, but... What is a testament? What is it? Or, man, that takes a lot of money. Or, I don't have enough. My estate's not worth that, so, yeah, you know, whatever. I, or, I, don't, or, I don't have a grand estate, so why do I even exactly, need paperwork? Exactly, exactly. Because it's all just going to go to my kids anyways, right? Exactly. And I get that. Like, yeah. like I really do get that. And, and I'm not into the scare tactic of, oh, you need that because if not, you know, something's bad it's going to happen. I, I really don't aspire to that. Right. Um, because... Because for many people's estates, yeah, the law will probably deal with you in a very fair manner. Mm-hmm. But there's thousands of people out there who, for reasons that maybe they have young kids, maybe maybe they've got some issues with family members that they want to avoid. Maybe they, I mean, there's, there's dozens of other reasons why it's really helpful to have a last will and testament. But there are barriers for them to go do it. Oh, yeah. Time, they think it's going to cost a lot of money. Uh, they don't know a lawyer, you know, whatever. So, and they don't even the know idea. what to Google. They don't even know what to Google for it. True. 
They Google sure. estate and you've got six ads that people are paying for that you click on any one of those six websites, who knows where it's going to bring them. Yes. Not only that, or if you call somebody up and say, hey, you know, what are you charging for an estate plan? Well, that's like saying, well, what do you charge for a car? You know, it should be like, well, what model? What year? <laughs> um, do you want the, you know, the 100,000 mile guarantee or, you know. So anyway, the course that I'm developing is I haven't really settled on the name, but it's basically basically basic estate planning course. It'll have what's called modules, maybe anywhere from six to eight modules. I will do a, a video explaining each module. Okay. Why you should have this is one. Um, what are you missing out if you don't? Mm -hmm. um, what are these basic power of attorney forms with the forms itself that they can download? They can fill in a PDF the form itself will be um, very basic, but it'll have all of the things that I've picked up along the way. Right. Um, and you'll have one for medical, one for business. You'll have a, uh, a a last will and testament that you can fill in that'll that'll cover all the basic what to do if you have young kids, what to do, um, who should you name as an executor? What is that? What is an executor? What do they do? They'll have. Uh, an explanation of what those are in a, in a way that you can understand. And then you can download this form. You can fill it out. Um, you'll need to bring it to a notary, right. but it's very cost effective because you can put in, you can work on it at three o'clock in the morning. You know, if you, uh, you have insomnia because you're worried about what a last will and testament is, well, you can actually take this course, teach everything you need to know, fill the form out. Um, I haven't settled on a price, but it's going to be, very affordable um, that any family could do um, afford. And here's here's a great aspect about it is, okay, so let's say you go through the course mm -hmm. and you look at my forms and you're like, okay, whoa, you know, this is just over my head. It's designed not to be over your head, but let's just say it is. Right. The price that you paid for that mm -hmm. can be allocated directly to you. You schedule an appointment with us. You sit down, we'll go through the consult, we'll go through the same things, and we'll talk it through and we'll help, we'll write it for you. And the money that you paid for that course will be basically allocated to what we would charge for you. So you get this thing for free if if that's the case. Yeah. And I could just see hundreds of thousands of people saying, you know, what have I got to lose? It's not a lot of money and I'm going to learn something and I get all these forms with it. Right. I hope that this is a this will really knock down a barrier for people because the stats show there's thousands of people who don't have a last will and testament, and they're missing out on some nifty, helpful, beneficial um, areas that if they could just do it, I could tell you some stories about if people had just had this will in place, if they'd done one thing, mm -hmm. I had. Um, a step parent who, if they had just scheduled the appointment, would have probably avoided about $20,000 in litigation because the husband could have said, yes, I give my house to you. Uh, or yes, I appoint you to be in charge of my estate. If he had just done that, that one simple thing could have avoided $20,000 worth of contested litigation. Jeez. So... Um, the course is going to go through like 
is there such a thing as a handwritten will? Like, are those really exist? Do they? They do. And if you're going to actually do that, mm -hmm. how to do it. Don't get creative. <laughs> Don't mess it up. Just handwrite it, date it, and sign it. Right. Um, and make a copy of it. I, another war story is somebody told me that their sister had a handwritten will. And she was worth about a million dollars. The estate okay. was worth about a million. Um, she was, lots of people are suffering from dementia or, you know, early levels of that uh, disease. And she wrote a handwritten will before she really kind of succumbed to it. But she just kind of tucked it away. And then the disease did its nasty number on her and she died. And then the sister who was going to inherit this could not find the handwritten will. She looked and looked and looked and looked. She couldn't find it. So she, I don't consider it a bad thing. It's just sort of a lesson to be learned that she had to split this million dollars with her two other siblings. And instead of getting a million dollars, she got, you know, 400,000 or 300,000. Right. So that was a big deal, you know, and it's just like, just do the simple things. Uh, you don't have to get really complicated. Just do some simple things. And, um, that, that to me is exciting because that's, I, I can help people with that. You know, right. I can help lots of people, lots of common folk with just those kind of yeah. things. And you you can reach a lot more people than can come into your office. Yeah. You know, um, I've read lots of articles. We, your family, my family went through Katrina. Mm -hmm. There's a lots of legal learning lessons that Katrina showed us. It was, you know, horrible on so many lessons, but in the legal world, it was actually beneficial in some, which is there's some things that people can do. Um, so let's go back to this. People remember the road home program, I think it was called. Okay. Road home program was some money that the state, it came either from federal, the feds or, or state, but for particularly people in the, um, who lost everything and, and in the ninth ward, well, they wanted to compensate people for their property. Mm -hmm. And what happened was people would apply for the program, but they couldn't prove that they owned the property. And because they lost like all the documentation in the house. Not only that, but nobody had ever done any documentation. So like they had multiple generations living in the same house. And so uh. you were the latest generation to live in it, but you had no document to show I'm a relative or there was nothing in the courthouse. People just lived in the house and, you know, their great auntie or, you know, their great grandparents or wh whoever owned the house, but nobody ever actually did the paperwork. And so it was yeah. a real problem. You had houses that, you know, people couldn't get money to renovate it or to do anything or to the state wanted to buy your property, but they couldn't give you the money because they didn't even know that you owned it. Right. They didn't know you were the rightful owner of yeah. the property. Yeah, so they had to – what they came up with is that, okay, you sign this affidavit in front of a notary under oath that says, you know, I've been living there and I swear in a uh, penalty of perjury that that's – you know, I'm a relative of that house. Um, what happened as a result of that is the legislature broadened and um, kind of brought the hurdle down for placing ownership in people's names – without having to go to court. 
that there's a there was there was a, already a process in place that you could mm-hmm. do it by affidavit, but it had it was kind of restricted. It you, you could only use it if it was fifty thousand dollars valued or less. Um, now it's up to one hundred twenty five, which okay includes a lot more property. Okay. Right. Oh, absolutely. Right. And, Full and property. Before Katrina, it didn't. It couldn't involve a house. Now it can. So there's lots of things that uh, people can do for you know a thousand dollars or less um, that will put property into um, commerce because now you can show you owned it. And now you can go to the bank and say, hey, you know, this is my house now. My my mom, my dad, my aunt, my uncle, yeah. sister, whatever. I'm. I'm now the owner, and you can go and get a loan to add on a birth a bathroom or put another paint job on it, whatever. I mean, we're talking about millions of dollars in commerce that um, can help a lot of people. So that's the kind of thing that we want to do. We help people with simple ideas. And I started this video thing, Tuesdays with Todd, which we talked about. Right, right. We're going to get into that. Go ahead. Which is just to bring these kind of issues up. You know, a very uh, five, 10 minute deal where I just bring up, it's kind of like, you know, I'm aware of this stuff, everybody. How do I get these little nuggets? How do I get these little things? And I went, man, this could really help. So when isn't there like a legal issue, like with giving free legal advice? Um, yes, there is, but I do a lot of, I, I actually am involved in, um, the bar association has this ask a lawyer program. Okay. And Tuesdays with Todd is not part of the program, but I guess I'm so used to it is that, yeah, so giving legal advice, I better, they should come in. If they want to hire me as their representative, they should come in. We should talk about what that means and sign a contract and um, et cetera. But I can also tell people, hey, look, um, you know, you some of this stuff is you, you could you can Google you it. Essentially. Google it and say, look, what's a small succession affidavit? You can Google that and you can read about it. You may not know how to fill it out. You may not have an affidavit, but the small succession affidavit, um, mine is quite, it's crafted, right? I, I mean, you might be able to find some, but which ones have what you might need and tailored to your situation? I can't say, but I know if you hired on point legal, uh, we would customize it to your situation, but still it's an affidavit. It's right, not right. going to include the court. Yeah. You include the court. You're talking about, you know, that's a, a next level type of step. Right. And that's what, with the, with the course, people are already paying for the course. So it doesn't, you can get more specific within the course and still fall in the safety net. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So with so cool. the on point Todd, I um, mean, Tuesdays with, Tuesdays, Tuesdays with Todd. With Todd. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I should. <laughs> on, on point with Todd. <laughs> I don't know. That's a longer time. <laughs> Tuesdays with Todd works. Right, right, right. So the goal for it is to simply educate? Educate. Not only educate, but, you know, telling them about it. I mean, who's going to be interested in learning? I mean, there may be some, okay, who's like, oh, yeah, I'm just interested in this. Stuff, you know, so. But it's, it is to educate, yes. But it's really to give them a tool it's it's to lower the barrier for the 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 average middle income or i should say people who are not super wealthy mm-hmm. which is a lot of families um they've been thinking about it i'm sure that they've read or been told hey you know maybe you should have a last will and testament and they're like yeah 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 whatever i want to give them a vehicle i want to i want them to say oh look that i can afford 
Right. You know, if I go to a lawyer, it's going to cost five, ten thousand dollars. Well, I don't want to spend five and ten thousand dollars, which it doesn't, by the way, or at least most wills don't. Um, but they have this thought that, oh, that's what it's going to cost. And I don't want to spend that on a piece of dang paper, which I don't even know what it does. Okay. I want to kill that idea. I want mm-hmm. them to say, you know, for $700, I don't know what I'm going to charge, but, you know, right. it's going to be less than a thousand. Yeah. And I'm going to get this course. I'm going to get the education. I'm going to have all these forms and I can do it myself. Yeah. All I got to do is if, if I have a neighbor who's a notary, I'll just pay Dave or Julie, my neighbor, and sign it in front of them and they'll, they'll charge me 25 bucks right. to, to do it. And now I've got all these forms and I feel good. I feel confident. I, that's, that's one of those things I can cross off my list mm-hmm. to do. Right. And if it, once I get into it and I, I, they, they listen to my explanations um, and they're like, I don't know, man, I'm, you got me. Right. But now I know what I didn't know. And now I know that I need you and yeah. I know you're not going to charge me five or $10,000 unless it's warranted. I doubt, you know, seriously that it would be. Um, I can take this $700 or $800, whatever we charge right. and apply it to whatever we're going to get you to do. And it might be another 500 to get us to finish it out. Yeah. Something like that. Most people can afford that kind of a thing. And for the peace of mind, the value that it would provide, I mean, I think it's worth it. Well, and the other thing is you're getting in front of people's faces for just pure branding of the law firm. You know, you're when people watch the videos, they're being educated, so they're learning something. But Hope in so. addition to that, they are almost like establishing you with this form of knowledge base, like, oh, he's the go-to expert. In this field, because I, I because I had the course, well, I love because that. they got this, they've got this course that was made. I trust them with my legal issues because I know what they know what they're talking about, right? As opposed to somebody who's, I hate to say it on a billboard, you don't know if they know what they're talking about. But when you build a program, you can see the program and you can see what the stuff they've put into it. And you're like, okay, I know what they're, I know they know their stuff because I've listened to them. I've heard them say their That's stuff. It. That's it. I've um, heard them go through and break down this form that I thought was complicated is now super simple to me as a person that does not know the law. I would hope so. Um, I have, I suspect, I very strongly suspect, I don't, I can't tell you how, but I st- strongly suspect that when you listen to somebody long enough, you can tell whether they know what they're talking about. Right. I, I've had people who I was just, doing my thing, just explaining things. And afterwards they're like, well, it's obviously, you know what you're talking about. Um, I mean, if I were in their shoes, I'm sure that I would look for certain things. Maybe it's the way I say a a person says something or way what they say or whatever. But um, I would hope so that, you know, if they, if they don't think that I know what I'm talking about, they can go and check me. Um, But hopefully if I do these videos well enough, uh, they're like, yeah, I get it. I understand it. So in this box, these are the, th- these are my options. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people do get hung up on, well, I don't know, like, I don't know who to choose for my executor. You know, should I choose my sister or my best friend? I mean, I can talk to people about that. I've seen it enough where I can say, well, look, here are your pros and your cons, but they may know right off the bat. Yeah. No, 
my best friend is going to be that. Well, they type it in. And they may not think about, well, you know, on my form, you're going to list where this person lives and you're going to have maybe a two or a three deep because your best friend, hopefully not, but maybe your best friend stops being your best friend. Right. And moves away and you never, you lose touch with them. And you never know where they are. So you die and somebody's trying to look for this person and he can't be found. Right. Um, you go to the second deep, like baseball, you know, who's on deck. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not, probably most people wouldn't think of that kind of a thing if they're doing it. Well, the form will have it built in. Yeah. Just fill out the form. What I hope to, to at the end of the day is fill out the form and you're good. I've thought it for you. You just fill it out. Just Put in the data, and you're good. Mm. I think that's a phenomenal idea. Yeah. So we hope to finish this course by the end of the summer. Okay. And um, we're gonna release it, and you know we'll see how it do, how it does do does. <laughs> um, we're gonna price it right. You know, it's um, it's gonna be something that that it's not gonna be free, but it's gonna be something that the average family would be able to afford again it's it's about kind of knocking down barriers and particularly the 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 families that we help adopt children mm-hmm. that is you know they most of the time they've got young kids under two three years old um you never know life is uncertain um it doesn't happen often and again i'm not into scare tactic but somebody could Somebody could die, you know, the, the husband or the the mom or maybe both. What are you going to do? You know, like people, they they lose sleep over this. Um, I wouldn't lose sleep over it. But, you know, let's just get rid of it if it's a concern of yours. Let's do something about it. Let's get something to appoint somebody who's going to take over your adopted kids if you need to. And, you know, let's scratch that off your things to do. Um, it's particularly people who they've gone through this adoption process and they've gone through all of the the highs and the lows and they spent lots of money and now they've got this wonderful family. Let's not, let's get rid of all the risk there or right. some of the risks there is associated with that. Okay. So what made you want to kind of go down this area of law? Um, you know, it's trial by fire. <laughs> um, seriously. Um, there was a time and, and I think it's a real benefit. There was a time and, and, and you you could relate to this. Any, any lawyer, doctor, anybody in a career per se, mm-hmm. um, when they get out of a professional school, I mean, there's some who know what they want to do. I had classmates who are like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be the best criminal defense lawyer there is. I'm just, right. I'm into that. Yeah. That was not me. Um, I didn't know what I was good at. I, I didn't know what I was going to like. And so I took a lot of things. I accepted a lot of different kinds of things. And I I created a lot of wheels. So for the first probably seven, eight years of my career, I had a wide variety of things. Yes, I started learning adoptions. I, I, I did a lot of a, a divorce, child custody. I did... Um, I, I help people in areas of disability. I, I had some personal injury cases. I did a, a, a wide variety of contract litigation, forming corporations and LLCs and things like that. Um, so it was good and bad. 
it was good because knowing the kind of person I am, I, I just learned everything there was to know about that as much right. as I could. It was bad because, man, you want to run yourself ragged. Uh, each of those areas, you could go deep. And there's there's just not only in the law, but you, there, the, the law only does so much. You know, mm-hmm. to be a good professional anything, there's the rules. Got to know the rules. But right. there is how to interpret or exercise the rules in a in an arena. Right. Yeah. And the the law law schools, professional schools typically don't teach you how to deal with the arena. So if you want to be a good boxer, mm-hmm. you learn how to punch. But how much does that help you when you get to the big ring and you got to deal with the crowd and the announcer? And, you know, are my boxers too big? Or, you know, all these things that you didn't yeah. consider. I just thought I was going to be a good boxer and hell, I was going to win. No. <laughs> then you threw there's in the crowd. So much more. And yeah. So much more happening. So much more to it. So I had to learn how to deal with all of these kinds of things and learn how to deal with people. And, and I'm not going to please everybody. There's some people who come in with unre- unreasonable expectations. And I, you know, I, I really did. I really thought that I could be, you know, everything to everybody. And you get some bad experiences and you're like, okay, I see, you know, you have to learn where you're good and where your limits are. Right. So, I learned by the by the hard way at at times, but it was good because I really learned a, a wide variety of things. It gave me a very uh, what would you say um, well rounding, um, and I, I think that's really good because after about the seventh or eighth year, I started to say, I mean, this is not news. If you want to get it's not special or hidden news, secret news. If you want to make this a business, you need to make business decisions. And some of those business decisions are you can't be a jack of all trades. So what are you good at? What do you know something about? And what do you want to get better at? Right. And so for me, it was adoptions and succession or probate law. And the gap between those two big rocks was the estate planning piece because Because adoptions are families, and they're going to need estate planning. The probate piece is, well, if you did the estate planning, the probate would go so much differently or better or whatnot. So there was a common thread for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probate was interesting. It it is interesting to me because when someone dies, their estate could, could entail so many different kinds of law. It is not limited to probate law. There is such a thing, Sex, succession law, probate law. There is such a thing. But somebody's estate could touch upon torts. Uh, you may have a tort claim. Somebody may have a tort claim when they died. Um, you may have life insurance where there's no beneficiary. And so where does that money go? Yeah. Um, you've got contract law. You've got debtors, creditor law. You have all this stuff. So my the the experiences I had earlier on is very helpful. I had collections uh, experience. My dad, being a lawyer, he had a, he he helped um, 
collect loans, debts for for banks and whatnot. And so I did that for four years. And so I, I have that, you know, kind of that experience that will be helpful in probate. And so it's just interesting to me. It just is. But not only that, it's um, the, I don't know if I should say this, but it's just, you know, I'm just talking. I had, uh, one of my weaknesses wa- was when somebody came to me and said, you know, uh, I'm a victim of domestic violence, battery, and and I don't have any money. I I, uh, I, I felt really, it was difficult for me to say, well, it's been nice to meet you. Um, let me give you a referral. But I, I, I didn't know who to refer him to because who's going to take the case for free? Right. Not many. Yeah. There, 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 there are some entities. There's the some of the law schools have some things, but I, I just um, at that point in my life and my career, I was just like, I can't like I'm looking at you and I can't just turn you away. So it's probably not the best business of decision, business decisions, business decisions, but it helped me figure stuff out. And right. but I had some really lean years because I just represented clients who couldn't pay me or couldn't pay me the full value. I didn't charge enough, all that kind of thing. So from the business standpoint, I realized that if you help someone with their estate, that certain things certain expenses are a priority. One of those things are legal expenses. But not only that, funeral expenses, uh, administrative expenses, accounting upkeep of the fees. house, and counting fees, things like that. And that's a big deal. So from a selfish standpoint, I was like, well, you know, hey, um, if there's money in the estate, then the person doesn't have to come out out of pocket when the house sells or the property sells, we can all be made whole and reimbursed. And that appealed to me. Right. Um, I've had clients come and say, look, you know, I paid for my loved one's funeral. I, I would like to get repaid. Um, you know, is there a way I can do that? Well, we'll have this conversation about, uh, I don't know, you know, what assets did the uh, estate have? And we can say, well, yeah, if there's some assets, sure, you can get repaid. You're you're now a creditor, and perhaps you're like a priority creditor. Yeah. And, you know, we, we can have these conversations, and people are like, be, be, I mean, how else would they know that? So it's just, I think that's really cool to to use my experience and, and my knowledge of the, the law to get people to get reimbursed, including right. myself. And... If I'm reimbursed, then I can help people, right? I can help. I can be a better me and help you and re- get get reimbursed. So if you're if you're a little hesitant to help this family out because you don't necessarily want to front the fees or the costs, whatever, knowing that oh, I've got this collateral over here and I'm going to get paid up the top is very helpful, right? Um, and really gets people out of jam. So I, I dig that too. So that's yeah. kind of how all of this, this is how all of this pieces together. Yeah. I love it. It's especially with the States, people are more willing to pay for stuff or pay for stuff to be done as opposed to doing it themselves. You yeah. know, cause if I'm working on something and I need some legal work or I need some 
financial, whatever the work may be that I need done, I'm more hesitant to kind of come out of my own pocket, depending on what it is that I may not see as purely important right now. That's but the idea. For an estate sake, it's okay. The estate has the money to do it. Let's get it done right. And especially Correct. with something that is technically not yours until the time comes due. It's yep. all right, let's make sure everything's done right on the front end. So whatever is there can be distributed as it should. And it's from the professional standpoint, we're more like, okay, we're going to do whatever we need to do because, again, we can see the assets are there. We know that at the, at the end of the day, we'll be made whole as opposed to taking on the clients that come in. Just you know you're not going to be able to collect on this. And from a personal standpoint, the person in me is saying, all right, I'm going to help you regardless. Like, it doesn't matter. But when you get to the business side of things, in order to keep something going, yes. there's got to be collections. Yes. And, you know, I'm like, there should, if there was such a thing as, um, I've got to think of the name, but like a some sort of 12 step help group for people who just, they would just want somebody else to handle all the money aspect, keep the business going, and just do your thing. I'd, I'd go weekly. I, I would. I mean, um, I, I do these, uh, the Bar Association has these Ask a Lawyers, and I love them because I sit down with folks across the table. They tell me what's going on, and we just brainstorm. And then, you know, after about 20 minutes, they're like, cool, thank you. And I shake their hand, and next. It's like speed dating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, like I've done that, but not not with girls, just with companies. Um, but I really like it because you know you're just touching somebody right there. It's mm-hmm. it's really cool. It's the satisfying part of the job. The business part is hard. I mean, it's hard because you have to charge people. You have to charge people what it's going to enough because running a law practice is expensive. Having people, having insurance. Um, keeping your doors open, having internet that's fast and quick, it's expensive. Yeah. And you got to cover that. Um, otherwise, you need to go find, you, you know, you should go work for a nonprofit or something that, you know. So I'm still, you know, I'm still, I'm so much better than I was. You know, I've got my boundaries. I've got my contracts. I've got, um, but Every once in a while, we'll take on somebody who fits the criteria. And our goal is to have a few people every year that we selectively say, okay, um, you fit the criteria for us to help, and this is what we're going to do for you right? Um, to give back, you yeah. know, to give back. And we, we work with a lot of nonprofits, a lot of partnerships. We have uh, Grandparents Raising Grandchildren has been really great for us. It's a nonprofit in town. Uh, it has a website, Grandparents Raising Grandchildren. Its mission is to help grandparents raising grandchildren. And unfortunately, there's just a ton of them. Right. They, they, get, um, they get stipends from various donors, um, DCFS being one of them. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a wise investment because, particularly for the state, if grandparents didn't step up and – take custody of their grandkids, guess where they would be? The foster care system. Mm -hmm. And I don't have any stats at my fingertips, but it's really crazy expensive for the state to take care of these kids in foster care because they have to pay the foster families, if they're not related, a stipend. Um, 
even more so if the kids are, you know, have some kind of disability. Um, but not only that, they have to pay lawyers in the court system to track these cases and to figure out what they're going to do. And sometimes those cases take on years. I know I'm, I, I, I represent foster parents in the, in that, in that system. And it's, unfortunately, it's so broken. Um, we don't have time to go into that, uh, right today, but, um, grandchildren's raising grandkids has been so good to us. They, they donate a certain portion of their funds so that I can meet people and give them some, some advice, the same kind of advice and to spend a good part of my time helping them figure that out and helping them with sometimes with a, just a consultation, uh, about, look, this is what you need to do. And they're like, oh my gosh, okay, I get it. I heard all these conflicting things. Um, sometimes, um, if they meet a qualification, they'll, they'll have some help in actually getting the custody that they recognize that they need. Or sometimes it might just be some helpful power of attorneys, you know, that, that will help them. But that's a great, uh, nonprofit. Another one in Livingston is, um, about, uh, moms who are struggling with, um, addiction or whatnot. And, and some of those parents, they get, some of the moms get pregnant and it's called a door of hope in Livingston, a door of hope. They are fantastic. Uh, they take moms in and they, they now have a place where moms can live. Um, and it's just amazing. Um, look them up, a door of hope, grandparents raising grandkids. And we've got a, a bunch of others, but we partner with them because, you know, they need, um, they need kind of a, a lawyer's ear, uh, to help them out with certain things and, and to kind of help them navigate stuff. And I really uh, appreciate at least those two things, those two uh, groups. Um, we all work together in the end, you know, right. we're all working together to try to help folks in need. Yeah. Uh, if I was in need and, and I'm always in need of something. <laughs> <laughs> I think something. we all always need something. Does anybody have something. any, uh, you know, help that, <laughs> um, I'm in need of a good CPA. You know, I might be looking for somebody. <laughs> I can help with that. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so, so that's what we're about. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, um, we're not about fancy cars. We're not about, you know, being transactional. Uh, we would like to have a nice car. What we would think, you know, we don't need a Lamborghini. I, I don't have any desire about that, but, um, I just, you know, I want to support my family. But after that, uh, I want to know that when I'm done with doing this, that I've helped somebody out. That's, that's our heart. Um, and, and I'm blessed to know that the people I have on staff, um, now that's their heart. And I've had people on staff that had that good heart, but now, Jess Nelson, um, she's just shown me over and over and over and over and over that um, the 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 clients, the people, the people mm -hmm. come first. Right, they come first, and um, so so that's what we're about. I I um, I didn't know that 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 when I graduated from law school, you you'll appreciate this. And I'm happy to talk with anybody else because, again, I'm the poster child of what not to do <laughs> when you open up a business. I've, you know, 
hopefully I've learned everything, but you know, Murphy's law is that I'm, I gotta, you know, I'm going to learn a whole lot more. When I got to law school, um, if you're a really good lawyer, like if you're really a good lawyer, the rest will take care of itself. And that's a fallacy <laughs> for the most part. It, you mean being a good lawyer doesn't give you the ability to balance your checkbook? No, it, it doesn't. Um, there's books out there that will tell you this. There's, um, um, what's it called? Uh, I, I can't think of the name. It'll, it'll pop into my head. But, um, but basically, you could be good at what you're doing, but you have to learn how to be a good businessman or right. woman or person. Um, and there's so much more to that. There's, I mean, and it doesn't necessarily detract from being a lawyer, a good lawyer or right. a good accountant or whatever. I mean, people when, and I'm going to give this analogy in the, uh, in the, the crime fighting area. So when this, when the U S Supreme court came out with Miranda, people, you know, if you watch enough cop shows, you know what being Mirandized mean, but we didn't always have that. And, you know, before an officer stopped you, they didn't have to tell you all the things that Miranda warrants or mandates. And there was a lot of discussion about, well, is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? And there was some rational arguments being said, uh, patterned around that, like, it takes too long. We can't remember that or whatever. And at the time, you know, that made sense. But now, when, when, when U.S. V. Miranda, I think that's the name of the case. Don't quote me. Um, <laughs> now that you have to do that, it made officers better because now they had to think through the process. If I'm going to, it wasn't just guessing anymore because now they're like, okay, if I'm going to arrest you, I have to know that. Da, 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 da. So it required officers to be trained better. Um, they went out and did better arrests. Okay. So the point I'm trying to make is um, knowing that I need to get a certain amount for costs and fees and I need to look further. So it's not just, you know, the next 10 days. If we're going to do this, we're going to look months, sometimes years, and and the client needs to understand, okay, where are we going with this? I might not need to have all the money today, but I'm going to need to get it. Right. Um, and, and so being a better business person, having boundaries led to better contracts. Better, not necessarily mean, okay, you got to pay all this money, but a... So if you saw my contract now, it's got, okay, these are the things that you need to know about. Here's how you're going to pay for it. Here's, we're going to work with you, but you know, here's the schedule. Mm -hmm. It's not just, um, well, I hope and pray you have the money when you get my invoice. Right. Um, I kind of shared some of that responsibility in helping you figure that out. Um, some of it's none of my business of where you get the money, but what you can expect to pay Knowing what I know about the process and what, you know, you're going down the, the, you're going down the road and all of a sudden there's going to be this little thing that pops out or let's call it a fun house. You know, I know because I've done it enough. When we go around this little corner, there's this person that might jump out at you and it may scare you in order to keep that guy from jumping out at you. We're going to need to have a shield, right? And, but the shield's going to cost you. And so you can either like, um, sit on this side of me or you can pay for the shield. 
I can sort of help you figure that out or prorate it out as, as much to the horizon that I know. Yeah. And that makes me a better business person, but it also helps the client. You know Absolute. what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so that's, that's also been a story of my career is trying to figure that out. And um, yeah, you know, I've, I've had, I've had to write off a lot of stuff, but it's part of the journey. It's part of the learning things. And I think that's helped me be a better lawyer because I'm in business for myself. I have employees to pay, but I have to coach the client to know what is this, what is this going to cost you? And when is it going to cost you? When should you be looking out for stuff? I take that as that's our joint responsibility. We work together yeah. to figure this out. Um, so I can know all about the law, but at the end of the day, if you can't pay me, you may not be able to afford a damn good lawyer. But if I told you, you know what, you need to expect to pay five, five to $10,000. That's what this is going to cost you. And by the way, some, we, we help people regularly when it comes to adoptions. Maybe it's going to cost you 15 to 20, which is, by the way, half of probably the national average. But this costs you 15 to 20. How you, you've got five, okay? What are you going to do? We've actually got some plans that will help you. We can, you can pay this over uh, a 15 month period. You can get some loans. By the way, the, the, the IRS is going to give you up to a $14,000 adoption tax credit. So guess what? If, if it's spent, if you spend 15 to 20, you're going to get 14 back. Yeah. Indirectly. Um, and so yay for you. Like, that's cool. Um, did you know, adoption client, that there are some places that you can apply for grants? Or we've got clients that are like, amazingly, um, they know how to raise money. They sell T-shirts. You know, they should sell Patty G T-shirts. We need to get in touch with these clients. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they sell them to raise money or they have these like amazing garage sales. They've got... Uh, these people have it down to a science where they, right. they, they, they like get a, y'all, the Grimmions are like, the Grim, I, we should do a Patty G show about how to raise money because the Grimmions are pretty fantastic about that. They are, what I know about the Grimmion family is that they'll figure it out. They will, they may not know it, but their dad will figure it out. Right? We'll, fit, we'll, make, we'll make it happen some kind yes, of way. Yes, they're, they're pretty amazing about that. But they'll just, People, some of the clients we've had is that they'll get um, they'll get a pod and they'll go out and they'll just you know ask for donations, and before you know it, they got they fill the pod, and they'll go out and have a garage sale and they'll make a couple hundred bucks, and then what different sell they put back in the pod, and they'll wait a couple months and they'll have another garage sale. Well, in the meantime, they've gotten other stuff, you know, other families. I've known people who they sold lunches and they had garage sales, they afforded their fifteen to twenty thousand dollar adoption. It's an amazing story. And then they got some of it back. So it's kind of a cool story. And we're very holistic. It's hard. Right. It's hard to be holistic, but it's just who we are. And so we'll, we've got a program where we can coach you through all that, how to afford your adoption, how to, how to, things that you can do, do it yourself things to go find, put you in touch with moms who are pregnant, who are, who are all about life. And 
want to do something really special with another family, um, adoption affords you that opportunity. Doesn't mean that you're have to. There are in 2020, there's not as many as there used to be, but there's some people who just want to remain anonymous. Right. But most people, most moms and some dads, if they work with this, they realize that it's like an exchange student. I'm going over to Germany and wow, I, I met this family and now they're like, they're family for life. Mm-hmm. And the German family's like, hey, same thing. Like, I learned something and now we've got this connection. You've got a bond, you have a connection with Absolutely. them. Yeah. Um, and there's some on this side of the spectrum which are like, they see each other all the time. Yeah. And that's, that's great to have that in the community of the adoption world. And it's everything. not like crazy. Um, doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, but when it, it does, it's, it's, it's good oh, to see. Absolutely, most of them are kind of in the middle. Yeah, you know, and that's and you're gonna have that with anything. So, right. kind of garden going to wrapping up the cool. show. What are two lessons you've kind of learned along the way? You said you're always learning in the business world. So, what are kind of two tactical lessons you've gained throughout your career as an attorney thus or a lawyer thus far? Um. There, I'm thinking of one. Let's Maybe another one will pop up. Let's do one then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're both kind of the 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 same coin. They're flip mm-hmm. sides of the same coin. So, um, so on one side of this coin, it's about being um, holistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, my job is. Uh, I I look at my job as it has three aspects. We are somewhat of a, an educator. We have to explain stuff. We're somewhat of a peacemaker mm-hmm. because some people really, our job, my job as I see it, is not to um, go stir stuff up. Um, I'm not, and this is my view, okay? I'm, my job is not to just rubber stamp whatever you want me to do. My job is... I might be your mouthpiece, but maybe I should tell you no. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should say stop. No, don't do that. As my job is your counsel. Right. Okay. Um, maybe I should say, you know, let's try to figure this out and let's bury the hatchet. It's to your advantage to do this. Um, the third aspect is no, man, let's go, you know, kick some booty. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go get what we can. I, I enjoy the the idea of being a warrior. Mm-hmm. I do it. It just it's something that I I just I do. So, an educator, a peacemaker, a warrior, and you got to know which one is appropriate. Yep, which one's appropriate for the right time. And and each one of those, you need to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's all it's you know it's nice to say oh yeah I'm gonna be a warrior and then when when uh, Genghis Khan shows up it's like oh, excuse me. Um, and bolt. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Rain check on the no, warrior right. part. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you need I to take know. I take it back. I take it back. Exactly. You need to know what that means. Right. And, and what it doesn't mean. So that's one side of it, is who you are and what is your mission as being this attorney. Mm-hmm. The flip side of that coin is um, from the business aspect, what does that take? What does it take for me to hang in there? And how do I convey that to you? So if you want me to be a warrior, okay. What does that look like? What's it going to feel like? What's it going to cost? Mm-hmm. I need to I need to 
explain that to you because, okay, great. You want to, you want to go and you want me to be your warrior and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to, you know, what's that guy on Braveheart? You know, he's like, and that's all you pay me to do. And then I start this war for you. And then I'm like, okay, I'm out of here. Because mm-hmm. you just didn't, we didn't plan it correctly. That doesn't do any, that's not good for you. And you're not going to like me. Probably. Right. Probably you're not going to like me because you, you and I started something and you couldn't finish it. So I kind of think it's part of my job to help you think through those things and say, okay, I know you're mad at that guy, but you know, if you only got 200 bucks, maybe you should walk away. Uh, there's, there's this, uh, there's three words and, and I, this is, I'm not taking credit for it, but I, it, it weaves into what I tell people. It's like, you can, um, you can litigate, you can capitulate, or you can negotiate. And your, your problem is going to be, it, it's going to fall into one of those and it may hop from one to the other. Mm-hmm. If you want to litigate, but you realize, well, <clears throat> I may say, look, I really get you. Look, you know, and, and we can go have some coffee and look, and I can, I'm going to be your sounding board and I get it. But at the end of the day, you really don't have the wherewithal to litigate. So let's negotiate. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's, let's not go down the I'm dark. I'm not going to say capitulate because, you know, let's, let's figure something out. Right. But, um, but that's, that's the deal is that it's the, the flip side of those coins. Um, what is it as the warrior, peacemaker, or educator? And then are you going to capitulate? Are you going to litigate? Or are you going to negotiate? Those are the three things that, that, that I have learned and refined that I can now speak about because it's clear to me before – I don't know that I could have said it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I think, what a – I believe attorneys are very important to society. I just do. Thankfully so because if I didn't, I, I'm like, do you have any openings? I mean, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm i not that good at numbers, so – We figure something out. I don't know. Maybe I just – Can you notarize? I can, but, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe I just – I could do the lighting, you know, but anyway, I, I think lawyers serve a really good purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I hang in there. And now that I know kind of what I'm about, I can share that and I can I can be that warrior because like I know it, I, I've got that fire. Yeah. And, you know, people can, if they're ready for it, then bring it if it's appropriate. Um, right. If it's not, you know, sometimes just you may not have the right case or you may not have the right idea. I, I feel you. I do. But my job is to tell you we need to work this out. Yeah. It's better to you long term and the people are involved to work this out. So I think that provides a really good value. Just like what you're doing provides an awesome value. What Carl is doing. You may not be able to do what you do because Carl is not doing what he's doing. And and Carl's, by the way, he's right over here. He's really awesome. I, I don't think he's for hire, but he's he's really cool. And everybody's got to do a good job, right? That's how we that's how we spread the love. 
that's that's it. And so thank you for having me. Thank thank you for coming on. Um, two more questions for you, if you can hang in there. The first one is, what do you love about Baton Rouge? Um, I love Baton Rouge because it was where I was born, and I love the fact that it's got this um, history to it. Um, it's got all this French and Spanish and history and and I, I love the fact that it's got I'm I'm a history buff so I love the his, the, the the civil war history that comes into Baton Rouge the uh the old uh, arsenal and the the old um state capital um I I just like the history the the, the state capital the fact that everybody comes here and it's got a legislature I, I that to me is what's awesome about it um it's very cosmopolitan. It's got, you know, because it's the capital, it's got all this stuff, history, and that's what I love about Baton Rouge. I love that. And then the final question is, what can I do to help you? You? Yeah. You do taxes? I do. Oh. Well, look, I so cool because when people hire us to adopt their kids, they're going to need help with adoption tax credits. Mm-hmm. And so you knowing about taxes and accounting, um, I don't want to do it myself. I can't do it myself. Right. But I tell them, okay, look, um, so you've got up to $14,000 as of 2020 that you can utilize and you can either start getting it proactively or you can get it after the fact. And I can kind of give them the big picture but I need to send them to somebody that will help actually put it in effect. Right. And so like I've had some school teachers who said, you know, look, I don't have, you know, a bunch of thousands of dollars, but if I adjusted my withholdings, I can start getting a little bit more every paycheck. And I know it has to be, you know, handled precisely but under the right conditions, um, they can start getting a little bit more because they adjust with their holdings. They start getting a couple hundred dollars, and over time, they've already, you know, they've got, they've afforded the adoption. Right. Um, others were like, um, "Look, I'll just pay for it, but then I'll just get reimbursed after the fact." So, yeah. So I just want to send them to somebody who who can do that, and and once they meet you and like you, now you can do their taxes the next year, right? Because they may not need the 14000 They get this credit and they only use half of it. Well, now you can help them next year. Mm -hmm. um, and then now they're going to need all sort of other kind of tax work. Uh, so you're helping me so that I can send them to somebody cr credible and capable. And now I feel good because they got somebody competent to go to. I, I can help in that in that regard for sure. Cool. Other than that, just keep inviting me to your family events because I love the Grammy Oz. I feel like I've talking about adoption. I think, you know, I was adopted by them and, and I've been to some really important events. I went to your wedding. I went to your grandma's funeral. I went to all Gabrielle's tea, whatever's. Um, <laughs> I love your dad, Doug. Uh, I love Doug. I love you, Doug. I want to see what he says about this. He says. Um, 
And I don't know. That's all I require. That's all I need. I, I, I can do what I can for those. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, invite me over to the plantation every once in a while. You know, I mean, <laughs> well, that's all I require. We'll, we'll go do some uh, some hay riding and all, all kinds of stuff out there. Look, I, do a I'm, on I'm a cheap date. I am. <laughs> Feed me and that's it. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thank you, Mr. Todd, for coming thank on. I really you. appreciate Absolutely. it. And for everybody watching or listening, thank you all for taking the time out of your busy day to give us a listen, give us a watch. I'm Patty G with The Patty G Show here with Todd Gonan from On Point Legal. Go check that's him it. out. That's it. Thank you all and have a good one. Night, y'all. Night.